Podcast. I'm Allison Little, a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur who has built businesses and brands for the past decade. I'm passionate about helping high achievers launch to the next level. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Launch Podcast with Allison Little. I am so excited about today's episode, which is called I Took Her Name with Shu Matsu Post. Shu is a successful business person in Japan, one of the most gender rigid nations in the planet. He's the author of I Took Her Name, which will publish this fall. He's a feminism and zero waste advocate, a plant-based endurance athlete, a real estate investor, and a new father. He lives in Tokyo, Japan with his wife and their new son who's just turned three months old. So I am so excited to have Shu on the podcast today. You know, as I was researching for this episode, Shu really aligned with the work that we're doing to help spread the message of gender equality and how important that is for men and women to learn about all over the world. So I am, I'm just thrilled to have this conversation with you, Shu. So thank you so much for joining me today. Absolutely. Allison, thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited. Oh, absolutely. So Shu, tell us a little bit more about yourself. I mean, you, you did it. That was a great intro. So thank you. Just to add a little bit more, again, my name is Shu Matsuo Post. Um, I'm a husband, a new father, and the author of my uh, new book, I Took Her Name, which just launched in December, on December 1st. And uh, it's about my journey into vulnerability, authenticity, and feminism. And the reason why I wrote it is because I always believed in gender equality. Um, but if you, if someone asked me, are you a feminist 10 years ago, I would, I would have said no, like that's too much, too much of a word for me. Um, I didn't know what feminism meant. My wife and I got married three years ago and decided to combine our last names. Uh, we decided to do that because we wanted our kids to have the same last name. And what ended up happening in Japan where I'm from, uh, is I actually took her name because in Japan you can't uh, have separate names, uh, combined names or different names as a married couple. Um, it's like a huge controversy right now in Japan. So I had to go through this like extra step to change my name and especially as a man as well. So until that moment, I didn't realize how much this world was tilted in men's favor. And I decided I'm aware of my male privilege and I wanted to use that uh, to leverage my male privilege to kind of share this message with other men so that, you know, they know, they, they'll understand that gender inequality still exists. And, uh, you know, promoting feminism is actually good for obviously women and also men. So yeah, I wrote a book about that and just published it a couple of weeks ago. That is so cool. I love that. And, you know, what does your wife think about this? She is actually the, the person who really educated me. She's a teacher at an international school. She teaches English um, at an international school in Japan. Um, and one of the topics, subjects that she teaches is gender and language. So she's the, the person who really taught me all about this. So when we first started dating about six years ago, Again, I was kind of like, you know, trying to be the traditional masculine man and trying to impress her with my 
chivalry and all that stuff. And she started asking me questions like, why do you do those things? And at the time I was just trying to be attractive to the opposite sex um, because, you know, that's what a man was supposed to do. Right. So I used to read all those dating books and learn all about uh, what works and what doesn't. Um, but I didn't really question myself the why behind those things. So I couldn't answer those questions when my wife asked me those questions. So uh, that really opened my eyes to why I do certain things the way I do it. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, that kind of started a conversation. And I started to read more about gender equality and uh, yeah, what men can do about it. So she's definitely supportive about this idea. That's amazing. That's really awesome. You know, my husband and I actually had this conversation when we were getting married. He was actually going to take my last name and I ended up changing my middle name to my maiden name and then taking his last name. But yeah, it's, it's such an empowering thing um, to know that you're connected in a different way. You, you both are kind of giving to that relationship in a different way. And, you know, in the U.S., this is, it's common to have, you know, a man and a woman without the same last name. And I understand in Japan, it's different. And so it's interesting that you kind of had to work around that, you know, in that process of getting your name changed, uh, was it easy or not in Japan? No, it was very difficult. Really? Yeah. Yes, because usually it's, uh, it's the woman, the wife who ends up taking the husband's name, right? About 94% of the time, it's the, the wife who ends up taking uh, the men's name. And, uh, you know, because you have to have the same last name as a married couple. Mm -hmm. And for me, I, we already changed our name in the U.S. where we got married. So I really wanted to do the same thing. And I had been living abroad for some time. So I didn't know that strict of a rule in Japan um, going into it. So when I found out about it, I was like, whoa, I didn't know that, but I really want to do it. I don't want to give up. So I actually had to go to the family court to get approval, plead my case and get approval from the judge. And thankfully I got the, the approval to change my name and, you know, changing all the passports, you like, you, you name it, all the ID and stuff. And uh, I didn't realize how much work uh, that's required to go through that, you know, millions of so many women have gone through it and no one really talked about it. At least I didn't know about it. You know, all my friends, parents, my parents did the same thing. Um, mom's taking the, the dad's name and all that. And that's very traditional in Japan, especially. So I didn't think twice about it as a man. So that was very eye opening and got me thinking, wow, it's, it's not like it's, it's, I don't feel right about expecting just one sex to go through this process only because they are women. And I think it should be a choice based decision. So yeah, it was pretty difficult. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if you felt this way, but when I had it, when I changed my name to my husband's last name, it felt like an identity crisis kind of because I, for however long I had been Allison Michaels and now I was Allison Little and I wasn't, it didn't feel like I, I knew who I was anymore. Was I just a wife? Was I like, what, what did this look like? And I, I kind of had an identity crisis for a little while. They're trying to figure out what this new version of me look like did you experience any of that I know um you know it's it's different for men and women to experience these things but did you have any of those feelings absolutely yeah it was and um, I had an identity crisis a little bit because it's just four letters so my 
my name was Matsuo, right? And her name was Post, and we changed it to Matsuo Post. But adding those four letters at the end of my name was, you know, it's just a game changer in, in a way because it really changed my identity, how I saw myself as well. A lot of people, since it's like a unique name, Post, you know, maybe like a post, postal code or um, Post something, uh, when I changed my name on Facebook, some people were like, oh, did you just create a new account just to post something? And I was like, no, 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 this is actually my new name. Yeah, I know. That was, that was really funny. That is funny. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm just posting now. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> no, that's, that's it. That's my name. I love it. Yeah, that's good. Okay. So um, let's get into some of the questions. What is your main passion or purpose in life? Yeah. So my mission is to create a community for people, especially men to confront expectations, embrace vulnerability, and live their truth. Like I said earlier, I'm well aware of my male privilege, and I, I want to leverage that to leverage the, um, the privileged aspects of my identity to help other men understand that there is gender inequality, because it really helped me confront gender expectations. I feel a lot freer. So I truly believe that gender equality, feminism, not only lifts up women, but lifts up the whole humanity. Mm, it's so true. And I, I love that you do that. So when you think about yourself as a young man and, and just growing up with the expectations of what life should look like when you get married and all those things. Just tell us a little bit about that experience for you. Yeah. So, you know, Japan is, um, I grew up in this little town uh, about an hour and a half outside of Tokyo. And it's very, it's a very homogenous culture. You know, everyone looks the same. Everyone is supposed to believe, have the same beliefs and all that stuff. So, you know, I thought a successful life was a certain way. And also like being a man was supposed to be a certain way. So it's, it was kind of like scripted, like, okay, go to school, get good grades, um, go to college, maybe get an MBA or graduate degree, get a really decent job, have a family, you know, have, have children and so on. And I did all, you know, a lot of those. And if I just let that continue, maybe it might look like, okay, well, now that you have a family, work harder so that you can provide for your family and work hard, really hard until, you know, uh, the retirement age, and then you can enjoy your life kind of thing. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. It's, it's a great life, but it doesn't have to be that way to, to feel successful too. You can take some time off in between or, you know, maybe you don't have a degree, but can get a job that you want. And I didn't believe in that, that unscripted life per se. And then that was very stressful. I, I think that puts a lot of stress and pressure onto a lot of people. And, uh, you know, you got to live this life. And then once you let that go, there is a ton of freedom. The freedom comes with responsibility as well. But, you know, I, I love that the, the sense of freedom, autonomy, so that I can really focus on what I want to do. Uh, instead of worrying about what other t people think about me. Mm, I love that. Focus on what you want to do rather than focusing on what other people want from you. And I think that's a really great lesson in and of itself, right? I, yeah. I hear of so many people that are spending most of their time worrying about what other people expect of them. And the thing that I always say is, you know, if you stopped worrying so much about what other people were thinking of you, you would have so much more time to do the things that you were supposed to do, right? And that would excite mm -hmm. and inspire you. 
And yeah. in that process, that's how you help people. And that's how you write books. And that's how you do the things that really make a, a true impact. So what are the two things that you have done in your life to launch to that next level? Yeah, I'd say the first one is publishing a book. So this publishing this book definitely challenged me in every possible way uh, you can imagine. And uh, it was it was challenging. And you've, you've published books, right, Allison? And, yes. I, I, and then I, I did it self-publishing route. So yes. I did uh, the writing. I hired a, a publishing company to help me edit, you know, design a book cover. And publishing a book was just about writing. But writing is only one aspect of publishing, you know. Um, and I didn't realize how much work um, is required to, to actually you know, share your message into the world. So this is definitely one of the the most challenging things that I've done in my career and also most rewarding as well. So I want to stop you there. What do you think you learn the most about yourself in that process? I think just believing in myself and that my voice needs to be heard because I used to think that no one's going to care about me. Like, you know, it's just a small, like a tiny experience that I had and who's going to care about me. But once I started to believe that maybe I could help a young man's life, you know, maybe, you know, he could realize that a manhood doesn't have to be a certain way in their culture and then really help them to live their life fully. And w- once I started to think that way, like it's not about how many books I sell or, you know, how many lives or how many copies I sell, but it's more about the depth of the impact. Um, if I help one person, you know, a sm- small group of people, I feel like uh, it was worth it. So it sounds like a cliche, but it's like, I, I love it when I get like an email or a comment about my book, like, oh, wow, this really gave me a new perspective. And, you know, thank you so much for sharing your message. And, you know, that really gets me motivated to do the work that I do. So mm-hmm. that's so good. Yeah. So anybody that's listening to this podcast episode right now, and you are thinking about creating something, whether that is a course or a book or a product or a service or something, and you are stuck, take shoes advice. And number one, you need to believe in yourself and you need to believe that your voice matters because there are people right now waiting for it. And that was one of the biggest ahas I had in writing books too. And I think I was holding myself back from using my voice because I didn't think it really mattered, right? I, I diminished my voice and I diminished my experiences and I thought, you know, who cares, right? Mm-hmm. But um, there are people that care and there are people that need it. And even if it is one person, that's mm-hmm. worth it, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you just never know what that ripple effect is going to be. And I feel like when you have that best intention, right, just like you said, you when you have that intention to go out there and put something amazing into the world by sharing your story and being vulnerable and, and sharing the, you know, maybe the things that didn't work or the things that were hard, uh, that gives people permission to step into something that might be difficult or challenging for them too, right? Mm, yeah. You're giving people permission to, to try it and to think about things differently. And you just never know what somebody's going through and how that's going to help them. So thank you so much for writing that book. That's awesome. And then what's the other thing that you did to launch to the next level? Yes. So another thing that helped me launch to the next level is real estate investing. My wife and I started to invest in real estate in the Minnesota area where she's from uh, about two years ago. And it's completely changed the way we see the financial aspect of our lives. While we both have jobs that give us financial security, the cash flow from these rental properties really provide us um, more, even more security and peace of mind. 
And uh, this is something that also gave us courage to take extended parental leave when we welcomed our first first child a few months ago. That's so good. So I love that you were able to create an investment that helped you so that you could spend more time with your family. You know, I think when people do that, when you take and you create something with that intention of like, I want to do this because I really want to focus on the things that I value and I value my family and I value those first moments and I want to be there. There's nothing more rewarding than that experience and that time. And you'll never regret that time, right? Mm -hmm. You'll never regret that, um, that decision. So way to go. So we have uh, time for about one more question. Is there anything else that you want to chat about or that you want to share with our listeners? I think um, just like confronting expectations, um, not just about gender, but with like with everything, you know, with media, especially social media, there's uh, like all these images of what a successful life should look like, right? But, you know, it, uh, it really depends on each individual, what, a, what success might look like. And, you know, once you start to compare yourself with others, the, the vicious cycle uh, starts and like you never feel like you're good enough or you know you're doing enough so I think it's important to connect with yourself before connecting with others like out- outwardly um, so connect inwardly uh, is very important so something I do is meditation in the morning and I, I like to run every day so that um, I can kind of talk to myself so that's like my non-negotiable time to be with myself so that I know what I want and I don't get too distracted by, you know, information that I see from media and social media and all that stuff. And I think social media is a great tool to amplify your message. And uh, I think it's super important to be mindful of how you use that tool. But yeah, I think confronting expectations, even like expectations that you have for yourself and by your family and close, close friends, um, just really thinking about like, okay, why do I have these expectations and how, how do I feel about them? You know, that's a great starting point to live unscripted life or your truth. Mm, I love that. Live an unscripted life. This is like a, a mic drop moment. Fantastic, Shu. I love it. So all of our launch listeners, make sure that you connect with Shu. Shu, how do we connect with you? Yes. So my book, I Took Her Name, is on Amazon and other uh, platforms as well. If you go to Amazon and type in I Took Her Name or my name, which is Shu Matsuo Post, you should be able to find it. And uh, I have two websites. One is my personal brand, which is shumatsuopost.com. And uh, book's website is, uh, which is itukernam.com. And I'm pretty active on my Instagram handle, which is at shumatsuopost. Awesome. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Shu, for joining our launch listeners today. I am so grateful for what you did, the courage you had, and being vulnerable and stepping up to the plate to really um, bring this into conversation that we can have, right? I think that's the that's the important part of this whole work that you've done in taking her name, right? How who would have thought that you were you're gonna write a book about taking somebody's name, but it, it's gonna it's gonna make a big difference. And I thank you for doing that. And to all of our launch listeners, thank you so much for listening. If you know somebody who wants to grow and launch to the next level, make sure you recommend this podcast to them. Thanks again and have a great day. 
Thank you for listening to the Launch Podcast. I'm Allison Little, and I'm so excited that you spent your time with me. Look for future episodes and connect with me on social media or at my website at www.allisonlittle.com. 